giving consumers a financial edge, providing economic tools designed for you to win. With the Empireonomics business guru, Al Mills, and the credit lady gem dropper herself, Monique Macklin. Hello, 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 and welcome to Wake Up and Win with Al Mills and Monique Macklin. My name is Monique Macklin, and I'm known in the industry as the credit lady. And hey, this is Al Mills, a.k.a. the prophetic financier, the world's number one socioeconomic mobility mentor. All right. Now, we have created a space that is designed to enlighten, empower, and edify people to their next level of economic success. On this platform, we do that by having conversations that require you to examine your current situation and make changes as needed to get you to the life you desire to live by thinking better, banking better, and leveraging better. Now, on today's show, we will be discussing credit as an asset, not a liability. So a lot of people, Al, of course, are going to be thinking credit in itself is simply a liability because you are creating debt. But from what you have been teaching me, credit is, and if it's used properly, it is an asset or can be used as an asset, correct? That is correct. And if you really, I'm going to kind of go back and forward so that we can get a better understanding of what credit is and how it was initially created. So, mm-hmm. for example, back in the 1850s, American Express was founded, right? Everyone knows American Express. You know, everyone's pursuing that platinum, that gold card. 1950s. And that's a, um, actually, 1850. 1850? It's, it's 1850. I, I'm correct. 1850 oh. is when American Express was founded. Okay. And they were truly created as a as a competitor to the United States Postal Service. So, it really started um. way back then. Then in in 1887, the term credit card was coined in a book by, um, what's the name of that book again? Uh, Looking Backward by Edward Bellamy, which he spoke about the credit card, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's when the first credit accounts regularly were used by merchants with trusted customers back in the early 1800s. And then in the 1900s, oil companies and department stores used them with in interchangeably for their valuable customers. But it oh. wasn't until 1950 when Diners Club mm-hmm. became the number one to put them into businesses to accept charges nationwide. Mm. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. And then, and then from 1958 on... Visa was founded under the under the brand American Card, and they began to create these merchant services where mm-hmm. you process credit cards. But overall, as we know, the credit cards began really popular popular in the 1950s. So uh, that's something that our grandparents really didn't get involved with because they were dealing with, you know, what you call layaway plans. Exactly. So they didn't know nothing about credit. It was like go to work, go hard, pay interest, go to go to the store and pay down your furniture, pay down your jewelry bill, uh-huh. whatever the case. And you'll be able to take possession of it at some point in time. Correct. Without having that <clears throat> that debt looming over your head. Um, which they didn't understand, which is which is why we're in a predicament a lot of times today where people have so much uh, credit card debt because we don't understand it. And as you and I just discussed a little while ago, it was um, 
what a generation is what forty years now. That's so correct. Mm-hmm. currently we're we're really just shy of two generations, which is why credit is still a big mystery to so many people. Uh, and mm-hmm. trying to and <laughs> trying to navigate that world, but from what you teach, you teach it to be used as an asset, something that pays you as opposed to something you're paying for. Well, well let's first look at debt is a product. It is. Most folks may not understand that debt is a product. It mm-hmm. is a promise that can be sold to another yes. with the expectancy of receiving payments from that promise. Now, mm-hmm. again, there's good debt, there's bad debt. Now, once again, before I move any further, once again, it comes to that time of that financial disclaimer. We are not advocating or, or giving financial or tax or accounting advice. Mm-hmm. This is purely for information and educational entertainment purposes only. So now my lawyers are happy. But yes, debt mm-hmm. was considered a product. And yes. so they knew the uninformed. This is what we talk about, that disparity between poverty and wealth, proper Correct. information. Mm-hmm. Well, there was live. This information was injected. These cards were put in the hands of people. Just imagine this. The 50s was the first credit card, right? Right. And in the early 60s, 1960, was the magnetic strip stripe verification, which is that little magnetic strip on the back on of the, the credit card. Right. Prior to that, you took it to the store. Oh, and they and put they it in a put machine, it on the machine right? and they put the little carbon thing that had the ink yes. impressment on it and they kept a copy of the receipt showing that you physically were there. Correct. I remember seeing those. Right. And mm-hmm. then it moved on in 2010 mm-hmm. to the EMV chip technology, yes. which is the chip that you see in the cards now without having to use the magnetic strip. Now, you can use both. But highly used now is the chip. Is the chip. Where mm-hmm. you can just tap, you can just tap the POS, the POS terminal without even having to insert the card. Oh, yeah. Or have your phone. Correct. So bringing that fast <laughs> forward, with less than three, almost two generations later, yeah. going to three, no one really taught anyone the application of how to utilize credit. So everyone normally used it to acquire yeah, to get stuff. To get stuff, those shiny yeah. objects. So the mm-hmm. first rule we know in financial intelligence is when it's concerning your personal credit, never utilize your personal credit. You should be leveraging your personal credit. Correct. Now, when you say leveraging, so people understand that, what does that actually mean? Okay, leverage means, by definition, mm-hmm. the use of borrowed money or capital as an investment expecting the profits to be made that are greater than the interest payable. So that means the credit card should be used as an asset where you would take the money from that card, turning the credit to cash and purchase something that would produce passive income for you, which would be greater than the interest that you would pay for using the credit on the said card. That way you get a return. You get a return. But what about Mm -hmm. to use it for? Um, to, to, to go on a vacation, to do renovations in the kitchen, yeah. to buy to buy shoes and clothing. So just imagine this. You went to mm-hmm. a, you go to a uh, you go to the let's see Macy's or Nordstrom right. and you buy a shirt for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But your interest rate on your credit card is 14.99%. Mm-hmm. So you just paid $114.99 for the shirt that was priced at a hundred dollars. Correct. There, there lies the common mistake that most make. Yeah, and people don't don't seem to get that part. They no, think, they don't. They, they think if I 
And they look at credit cards as free money. Well, yeah, because uh-huh. psychologically, it's not yours. So you always will have the propensity to spend more if it's not directly it's correlated not yours. to yours, right? Right, that's true. And yeah. well, even the trap, I think it's entrapment a lot of times, especially when credit card companies can go to colleges and just hand out applications to children and, you know, give them five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 on credit cards when they don't even have a job. Right. So now who's responsible for making their credit card payments? Correct. They are. <laughs> but or, their, or their parents. Or, the, or their parents, yeah. But so a lot of what if their parents don't even know that they have these cards? That is correct. And so that's the indoctrination now where the first form of fear kicks in because you know that you live in a credit rated society mm-hmm. and now you're gonna do whatever it takes to to stay competitive so that you can get a good job or get qualified for better insurance rates Mm -hmm. and all and loan rates and all of the above. And this is what then creates that, that fear of not going outside of the system. Correct. Exactly. So in this conversation, we want to speak about how to turn this debt into or this credit into an asset because you're gonna you're gonna have like you said it's good debt and there's bad debt so what can people do to turn credit into an asset what can they invest in well well the first thing is you need to always understand what is your true cost of capital and that is called a loan constant and in economics we teach how do you calculate a loan constant which is the true cost of money Mm -hmm. and the velocity and how you pay it back because money has a speed limit, ladies and gentlemen, for mm, yeah. our, all of our listeners. Yes. And until you, and if you're on that financial highway and mm-hmm. you are moving along that, if you're not keeping up with the speed limit, you're going to have infractions or you're mm-hmm. going to be technically infractions, mm-hmm. meaning, meaning smaller pieces. Yeah. You'll be into many pieces. And so, yeah, we, we need to know that speed limit to begin with. So in this example... We're talking about a credit card that may have a 14.99% interest rate there. Okay. Right? And so you'd want to invest in something, take that cash and utilize it from the credit card into something that can at least minimally service the minimum, the payment on the said credit card mm-hmm. in doing so. Right. That's how you turn it into an asset. That credit card is OPM, it's other people's money, aka the bank's. And right. you're able to take that funds and acquire what we would call socioeconomic mobility mobiles in economics, which are vehicles that help you attain your economic status, upliftment. Gotcha. So if you have a 14.99% interest rate, mm-hmm. what is it that you could actually invest in that's going to be guess going to give you a return that's higher than that 14.99 well that comes back to your community that you belong to do you have access to these circles to get access to assets that would yield produce a yield greater than 14.99 percent there are lots of opportunities out there that can do that Mm -hmm. And, and members in our community are doing it every single day right correct I mean, what's an example? Like, is, could it be real estate? Or uh, uh, real estate? Uh, we can use real estate. Real estate could be one of them. Now, we talked about contractual worth versus transactional riches, right? Yes. So I'm just going to use this as an example. 
Yeah, you could take your credit card with a 14.99% interest rate and say you had a uh, $20,000 credit limit. Okay. You, if you learned how to manufacturally spend and remove 10, turn 10,000 of that credit into cash, mm-hmm. you could then learn how to control a piece of real estate. So in this example, let's say you were able to control a piece of real estate that is worth 100000 mm-hmm. for 90000 if you gave them $10,000 for an option. Okay. And now that 10000 is controlling a $100,000 asset, but you also have $10,000 in equity there. And you then find someone who'd like to buy that said property that you have under control under an option mm-hmm. for 90000 and you assign your rights to that contract, again, contractual wealth, to a third party, and they pay you $5,000 for your contract. That means they're now buying that said property for ninety five thousand, mm-hmm. and they paid you, and, and they because they paid you five thousand for your contract. So okay. you now got your ten thousand back plus your five thousand. You made fifty percent return on your ten thousand. On your ten thousand. So now that fifty percent yield is greater than fourteen point nine nine percent, and thus far you could then pay back. You could pay back the ten thousand with the interest, and you still have left over. Correct, and that's in the wholesaling game, right? And that's in the and that would be in the wholesaling game if you properly know how to control assets using an option. Again, that's a, a tool that is used with financial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and if learn how to do that, you can create yields that are greater than most people would ever imagine. But you have to be responsible for this information because you can't go around telling a person, well, I'm making 50% of my money. They're going to think that you are a Bernie Madoff type of situation. You're Mm, a scammer. So you cannot share certain information with an untrained mind. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because not everybody believes that that's possible. Now, is is there a way um, to use the credit to create some... uh, compound interest let's say oh absolutely you again you can you can take that same credit card with 14.99 and put it into another account Mm -hmm. that is performing greater than the 14.99 and as you get the interest returned back on it you just keep rolling it over Mm -hmm. and you're now creating compounded interest right and then you can use the interest that you're earning to pay off the debt correct Mm-hmm. and there's multiple strategies for that I mean mm-hmm. depending on if the credit card is new you can get a 0% interest card for 18 to 24 months and you got 20, 18 to 24 months to compound the interest or we call that interest arbitrage mm-hmm. in our community yes. uh, you know that's banker language right you get to know we get to know our tribesmen by the language in which one speaks so mm-hmm. that's important and yes. so yes that's how that's done okay okay so um so when it comes to, I guess, credit itself, in itself, um, what is a, I, I, I know we're talking about ways that it can be an asset, but of course, we also discuss how many people are using it just as a liability, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to, this is always, this is also, again, a way that we have to shift our mindset in thinking about how money is used, how money is to be used, I should say. 
because mm-hmm. um, most of us are just getting these credit cards and we're trying, like you said, go on trips, get Louboutins, get, you know, LV bags and all those wonderful things. But we have to learn how to take the money, other people's money, and then utilize it for our own good, for our own, for the far game, not the, not the immediate, the immediate game. We have to learn how to use it for future uh, wealth building strategies in our life. Well, the two. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the two leverage plays to that is use the credit card. If you, if you, you, if you properly spend on a a properly chosen credit card, let's say it has reward points for cash. Yes. You can build up cash rewards there and convert it to paying the bill down, or using that's true, or using that cash to make a purchase where you're now earning things for free. Or if you have travel miles after a point in time, you can travel certain places or build up hotel points and perks. If you begin to learn how to strategically use the spins, you can have the luxury things of life. So the key is never finance your luxury life with your credit cards. Mm -hmm. Let the credit cards acquire assets. And then from the fruits of the assets can finance your lifestyle your and pay for your luxury lifestyle mm-hmm, exactly. you just have to take an additional step to really see the leverage and but to really well, see the empowerment. you gotta have some patience oh yeah patience <laughs> is a virtue that's it that's what most you know so most of us get it and we're out ready to spend it but the other thing is people got to understand that there's personal credit and then there's business credit you can leverage business credit a whole lot more so that you can protect your personal credit in this instance as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, can you imagine this? Well, we know personal credit. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're the credit lady, so you know this better than most, mm-hmm. is that there's utilization requirements mm-hmm. on your personal credit. Exactly. Whereas on the business side of business credit, there, there is no utilization. Is yeah. So if you learn the interrelationship between you having personal and business credit cards, you can do what is called the balance transfer game mm-hmm. and remove your liability for utilization from personal, shift it to your business, get the yep. points, and then put it back to the personal to yep. free up the business. So you, you get to learn that that process, and, and, and life life becomes really fun and dynamic. Yeah, and it is a game. It's, it's, the, the credit game is, it really is a game. You just have to learn how to, because they're playing you in this game. Now you have to learn how to play it you got to learn how to play their game that if you want to win so you know a lot of people look at this as monopoly money but it can put you into a real big you know uh, a big hinge if you're not learning how to maneuver properly in the credit game mm-hmm. um i was trying to think of some other assets that somebody might be able to look into they credit can education credit education well, yeah let's look at this 90 to 60 90 days to six months of specialized knowledge in learning your consumer protections and your consumer and your reporting protection you can get access you can tap into 50 to 250 thousand dollars on both personal and business side within six months mm-hmm. at a fraction of the course of a four-year degree because here's the question. How many college graduates earn $250,000 out the gate? Very graduation. few. Very few. So Very few. if you become a graduate of credit education, 
you can walk into a place where you have access to 250,000 on one side, 250 on the secondary side. You're at a half a million. But here's the beauty. Here's the gem of the day from the TPF. Okay. Borrowed money is not taxable. It sure isn't. So if you learn how to amass <laughs> OPM that's yes. not taxable, mm-hmm. you're winning now in the tax game too. And that you can learn when you follow and be a part of Wake Up and Win Show. Yes, for sure. Now, one of the things I did want to uh, definitely point out is this: the, there are, in my head, there are seven C's to the credit game. Ooh, I love to hear those. Let me see. Um, Let me hear. It's, we have this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, capacity, mm-hmm. collateral, contribution, control, condition, and common sense. Common sense. I love the common sense one. I was playing today. <laughs> I'm aware of the seven C's, but common sense is the most most prevalent uh, thing. But it's uncommon amongst common exactly. People. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I saved it for last. So common we sense. Have, we have to learn how to assess our, um, you know, the risk. In the whole credit evaluation factor. So, but common sense is what a lot of people tend to lack because they want immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. They want that thing right now. And they have to understand that, you know, think about, you have to look at the big picture. And a lot of times it's not just about you, especially if you do have children, if you do have a family, you have to start thinking long term, not just about, you know, putting my kid in some Jordans today. Let me figure out what is going to be most beneficial for them tomorrow. Yep. We need to stop mortgaging our lives for temporary things. Exactly. Exactly. By, you know, investing in things or even showing our children how to invest in things. Um, Because nowadays they have green light cards and, you know, you know, I know my grandchildren are being paid on their little green light card for their allowances. Um, And my daughter and son-in-law make them do things like it's not just you know, if you want something, you have to save for it. And if you want to go and buy something, it's not just, I'm going to give it to you. What have you done to earn that? Or let's go ahead and, you know, let's invest in something because they've been teaching them how to sell things online and mm-hmm. things like that so that they can create income that way. Mm-hmm. So you have to start teaching your children other ways to amass or, or earn, not just through wages, but through other ways as well so that they can um, just think on a different level, I guess. Yeah. Not just about being employees. How to use other people's money? Because that's what that's what the wealthy are doing to amass their their riches, their wealth. OPM. They, it's they, either it's either other people's money, time, energy, or relationships. Mm. And the one thing that you want to gain, you want to control mostly, is your time. Time is your most precious commodity. Yeah. That's so, why you don't want to mortgage it. When you use the credit card as a liability, what you're doing is mortgaging your future for a charge for today. Yeah. A lot of times when, you know, when you put people's, um, their debt into one of those systems that breaks it all down and how long it can actually mm-hmm. take to pay off, say, $100,000 in credit card debt, that can be well past their mortgage. Well, it's funny that you say that. Um, when dealing with credit, the question that you have to ask yourself again is, what is my credit doing for me? Is it making me money or costing me money? That's how you determine That's if it's an determine. asset or a liability. 
Secondly to that, you need to ask yourself the question, where is my money going? Mm. You need to monitor it in order to manage it. That is true. So where is my money going? And to the point, to your point, uh, total debt and interest paid in a person's average life with credit cards is a million, one million and eighty-two thousand dollars. And on the previous show, we talked about lifetime income is about one point eight million dollars for the average individual working yes. in America who yes. work between thirty and forty years of employment or work. Um, will generate 1.8. So now, of that 1.8, most people pay 1,082,000 of that Ooh. into total debt and interest payments. Wow. Col- collaboratively, and that's combined between student debt, home home interest, um, car car finance interest, and all the like. Mm. It's just it's just amazing. And that- this is why people can't get. This is why people can't get ahead. Absolutely. This is exactly why people cannot get ahead. So we want to, we, we're having this conversation, this one specifically, because we want people to understand that if you, you want to partake in the credit card game, start to just look at it a little bit differently. Change your mindset on how credit is supposed to be used, because as Al even uh, taught me, and I've been in, the, in this industry for a long time, but the first time I ever heard that credit is supposed is supposed to be used as an asset it was in, initially intended for being an asset was last year that was right. the first time i had ever heard that uh, when when credit cards were created that's what it or credit was created that's what it was intended for not for people to just go into you know amass a whole lot of debt and mm-hmm. then be you know be running at, trying to pay that they're going to work every day to pay down all of these bills and get from under all of this debt so that they can go and find some more debt to get into. Listen to what you just said. Every mm-hmm. person, most people, seven out of 10 people mm-hmm. wake up every day mm-hmm. to go and create an earning, the wage to pay Mr. Visa, Mrs. Mrs. MasterCard, mm-hmm. Uncle American Express, all these other entities before they pay yeah. themselves. Before they pay themselves. Scary. Mr. Car note, Mr. Mortgage. They're the <laughs> Mr. last one. Mr. To student loan. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they just condition. See, that's the conditioning. That's that social conditioning. Yeah. Is that decision uplifting your social status or not? It's no, not. Not at all. It causes uh, most people, even those people who are earning six figures and one more, it causes even those people to be living paycheck to paycheck. So it's not just people earning fifty and sixty thousand dollars because the more you earn, the more you want to spend. Well, I came across a statistic that I found to be very, very shocking. And again, in my journey of doing business, acquiring small and medium-sized enterprises, engaging in real estate and the like, mm-hmm. I have worked with all nationalities and ethnicities. Right. So I'm like I'm like the United Nations. But mm-hmm. a statistic did stick out to me that really appealed to me and that was that according to the center of disease control the number one disease that kills the com the, the carbon dominant or brown people is the disease of heart it's heart mm. disease and, wow. the num- and the number one cause of heart disease in the stress. brown and melanin community is is, a, is the cause of acute and chronic stress stress which comes from what financial hopelessness yes because 76% of American people are living paycheck to paycheck, 
Most marriages end in divorce because of financial stress. Most True. arguments are derived from financial stress. And True. so this come. why am I saying this? Because debt, AKA is the financial curse, hmm. which is causing the number one financial stress. And so credit and learning to use credit as an asset versus a liability, you can reduce your chances of creating heart disease. Yeah. I've always thought and said to myself when even many moons ago, I said when people get the money problem out of the equation, it it it, it alleviates so much off of them. When money <laughs> is when you're not at work all day focusing on how I'm gonna pay the light bill and the gas bill and the car note and all these other things, this is how um, those payday loans came into play, which is like mm-hmm. you know, legal loan sharking to the to the, <laughs> the max. Um, all of these little things that you know start to come into play and you think that it's going to help you know it's putting you further and further behind so you have to start learning how to just think about money just uh, think about it a whole lot differently and you know learn to say no just because somebody you know just because you get approved for a million dollar mortgage loan doesn't mean you have to go find a million dollar house you have to learn how to pay your bills on you pay you get paid on your your net you pay bills on your net yes you may make 250,000 or 100,000 but you don't bring that home so you have to start learning how to live on your net income and also how to pay yourself from your net income first and then worry about all the other things too oh that's that's the key pay oneself first yeah. That's very, very key. I agree with you totally. Because IRS going to get their money first. <laughs> so you got to pay yourself second, honestly. So mm-hmm. you got to be you got to be next on that totem pole so you can start doing things that are most beneficial for you and your family. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we, we really wanted to have this conversation because um, credit is a big thing. Many people come to me to fix their credit. And so that they can gain access to what more loans and more credit, right? So, so we want to make sure that people understand that when you are going after these loans, when you're going after this credit, these credit cards, learn how to utilize them in a way that's going to bring you a great return on your investment and and help move you, you know, in upward mobility up the social socioeconomic mobility chain. That's the goal. Right. And you know what's great? You made a statement there. I think we should create this as one of the topics. Is credit ever was it was credit ever really broken? No. That's a good conversation to have. Just thought about that. Yeah. Okay. I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely write that down uh, for one of our conversations. But yeah, this has been a, a great conversation. And if you want to learn more about how you can start using your your credit, your personal credit as an asset, your credit cards, you know, how to access credit cards and loans to start building assets in your favor, then definitely go to wakeupandwinshow.com or follow us on, on Instagram at wakeupandwinshow. And that way you can connect with us and we can show you how you can, um, you know, learn more about how we are helping communities. This year we're looking to um, help a lot of people just change the traject- the financial trajectory of their lives moving Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. And again, don't be afraid to 
you know, DM us your questions. That could be a topic for the show. Oh, yeah. Or any specific questions on how you can maybe begin to take the journey to be a part of our common unity or AKA community. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. As, as Monique mentioned, we're looking to transform a multitude of households, yeah. more than 5,000 by the end of this year. Correct. And we could be one of those 5,000. We hey. kept it at a small number because of the level of intense focus that we place on each member, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Definitely, definitely. In the years that I've been partnered with Al, I've learned a lot. So a lot of these conversations we've had, but I just felt that a lot of people needed to hear these conversations as well. So that is why we have, we're have we bringing it to the masses right now. So Al, you're awesome as always. Thank you very much. And again, uh, you're a gracious host and I love this having to chop it up with you and, and bring the knowledge to the people. Correct. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we will speak in our next topic. We're going to be speaking about holistic accounting. So holistic. That's that's going to be a big one. And it's not what you may think it is for those of you out there. Okay. So holistic accounting is the next topic and we look forward to bringing that to you. So until next time, you have a wonderful and uh, prosperous day. As well. Peace and love. Thank you for listening to Wake Up and Win with Al Mills and Monique Macklin. We hope you've been enlightened by today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends on your social media platforms. If you have any questions or comments, follow us on Instagram at Wake Up and Win Show.